Well, hello, God bless. Welcome back to another Wednesday Night Live. My name is Dave Nelson. It's the ministry of a love outreach. We're typically a Bible teaching ministry. Um, tonight and kind of for the past, I don't know how many Wednesdays we've been doing it. Kind of lost track, but we've been um, just having a time of uh, reading reading some scriptures and uh you know, time of question and answer if anybody has any questions and a time of prayer. Um, so there's nothing real scripted about this at all. And uh, we'll just kind of go as long as, you know, you guys are needing prayer requests or asking questions or we get through the scriptures here that I'm going to look at tonight. Tonight I am going to look at Acts chapter 14. Um, let me get those notes. I mean, get the Bible up here. Acts chapter 14. So, if you have a Bible uh, handy with you, you can go ahead and grab it and follow along with me. Uh, I do read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Um, so, if you're reading from a different version, a few words might be different, but it's going to mean the same thing, pretty much the same. Just using different words to describe it. Some of your versions will have more modern vernacular. Um, the New King James is a translation off of the Old King James, you know, and basically has taken out all the these and the thous and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I read from the New King James Version. Um, really, you know, I, I don't want to say it doesn't make a difference at all what version you read from as long as it matches up with you know, the original manuscripts, but, um, you know, most of them that you're going to find, you know, will say pretty much the same thing. So anyway, but yeah, if you do have any prayer requests, anything we can pray for you about, any questions that you might have, uh, as it pertains to, you know, walking, you know, a, a life of faith in Jesus Christ, a life of faith in the Bible, um, anything that we can help you with with that or pray for you about, we'd love to do it. Um, as you can see with the banner that's going across the bottom of the screen there, you can also uh, email us if, you know, you feel more comfortable doing that. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and jump on into Verse 1 of Acts chapter 14. Um, just kind of picked this scripture out tonight when I was out walking in the rain and uh, a scripture came to mind that's from Acts chapter 14. So I thought, okay, that's where I'll go ahead and read from tonight. But now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude of both of Jews and Greeks Believe. So this is the Apostle Paul, along with the Apostle Barnabas, who were out spreading the gospel. They're on a missionary journey. They're in this region of the world here, and they're going into the synagogue of the Jews, which was their custom to preach Christ, to preach Jesus and the resurrection. And um, they got in a lot of trouble for doing it, you know, and suffered a lot of, you know, beatings and things like that, right? Because obviously the Jews who had ordered for, who had called for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ were not very happy to hear someone's preaching that Jesus has risen from the dead. 
and that he indeed was their king and he indeed was the king of kings and the lord of lords you know so they didn't want to deal with that fact they didn't believe in jesus when he was there therefore they crucified him now when i say they didn't believe in him don't we can't just paint a broad brush of all the jews because all of these early day Christians that did come to Jesus were Jews. They were all Jews that came to Jesus, but it just what there was just a remnant of them the Bible speaks of. It wasn't all of them. Only some of them came to faith in Jesus Christ. It was the others, some of the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and things like that. You know that didn't like what the apostles were preaching you know of course they stoned stephen they had james killed uh they wanted to kill peter you know eventually they died they all died as martyrs but i'm saying during their active ministry time you know they were all all the apostles were you know under scrutiny and running for their lives in many cases so anyway here we see where paul and barnabas come into a synagogue of the jews and there was, there was the Jews and Greeks that believed. You know, many of them believed, it tells, tells us here in verse one, a great multitude of them came to believe. But it says, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. The brethren. So now the Gentiles would just be the non-Jewish people that were in the area there. And, um, you know, they poisoned the minds against the brethren, it says. That would be Paul and Barnabas and the believers that were there during that time. So, you know, how they poisoned their minds, you know, probably just with lies. And we see that as we read through the New Testament. There were lies told and, you know, false accusations made. And, you know, Paul was put in prison and, you know, all that kind of stuff was happening and all because they were doing the work of the Lord. And it says, therefore, they stayed a long time. So they stayed there a long time, it says, because many, there was a great multitude that came to believe. But it says they were speaking boldly in the Lord. And it says, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace. So the Lord was working through them and bearing witness through them, through what they were speaking. And that's why people were coming to the Lord, which is why we teach the word of God today the way we do. And, you know, we find it important to put the word of God out there because the word of God has the power to bring people to belief in Je and faith in Jesus Christ. But it says that at this time too, that the Lord was granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So that was spe specifically the work of the Lord that was doing these signs and wonders through the apostles and the brethren of that time that were you know, traveling with Paul and preaching the gospel. And it says, but the multitude of the city was divided part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia and to the surrounding region. Region. One of the interesting things is that every time that it seems, maybe not every time, but it seems that often when you read the Bible, you saw where when the apostles were persecuted um, for preaching the gospel, oftentimes what happened was, was the gospel was spread. 
spread. They just had, the Christians had to take off and leave and go to different areas, different parts of you know, the region, the country there, what the countryside, wherever they were, and they just continued to do the work. It never stopped them from spreading the gospel. They just went and did it somewhere else, and that's how the gospel was spread. So the gospel was actually spread through persecution. And oftentimes today, you may find if you're walking with the Lord and you're trusting in the Lord and you're, you know, you're yielding your life to Him. You know, earlier I taught, um, earlier today, I taught out of the book of Proverbs. Uh, chapter 21, where you know Solomon was saying that the king's heart was in the hand of the Lord, and it said that he directed the king's heart, you know, like a, like he would direct a river wherever it would go, and that just speaks of someone. And I was talking about how that speaks of someone that commits their life to the Lord. You give your heart to the Lord, you're submitted to Him, and. Um, you know, oftentimes what happens when you do is it might not make other people around you happy because you're not the person that you used to be. Um, you're not the same person that they always knew you to be. And maybe they liked you that way. Misery loves company, you know. But, you know, so anyway, here we see that they were being persecuted and they had to take off and they had to go somewhere else. And when they went there, they spread, they spread the gospel there. They started, you know, in um, churches and gatherings and things like that. Now, of course, in many cases, they were meeting underground. As you know, believe it or not, people in the world today still meet in that way. People in China, for example, churches in China, they have to meet in secret. They have to meet underground. Otherwise, they would be killed for their faith and what they're doing you know we don't quite see we don't see that really here in america not at this point in time anyway um where we're being persecuted for our faith in such a blatant way um but anyway so these guys were spreading out and going everywhere and then it says and then they as verse seven says got ahead of myself but verse seven says that they were preaching the gospel there so, and in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and he walked. So, the apostle Paul was able to look and see some sort of intent in this man that he was, you know, very serious in listening and paying attention to what Paul was saying. And uh, Paul told the man to stand up straight. Remember, we just read that the Lord was doing many signs and wonders through the hands of the apostles at that time. And, you know, and we got to remember here that this was the founding of the church, the church meaning the body of believers, people that, you know, there's, Jesus is the head of the church. He's the only head of the church. That's the only church there is, is that is believers in Jesus Christ. Now, I know there's been many religions established and all of that kind of stuff. Um, many different churches and Christianity, unfortunately, divides up you know, under all these different banners and all that. But when you read the Bible and according to the Bible, there's just the one church where Jesus is the head of it. And we as believers in Jesus are members of that church, right? So 
Here's the Apostle Paul. Again, Jesus was working through them, establishing the church, building the church, the early days of the church. People were coming to faith in Jesus. These people were going out and spreading the gospel everywhere. The way they were being moved around was through persecution, you know, for the most part. And then verse 11 says, now when the people saw that Paul, what Paul had done, they raised their voices saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men and Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul they called and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. So I want to say hi to Isaac um, from Oregon who's joining us again. Um, we are only live on um, YouTube tonight as you may have noticed for some reason. I was unable to get um, Facebook Live to work. It just would not connect. I tried it uh, earlier when I did the book of Proverbs, when I taught from Proverbs as well. So anyway, that wasn't working. So here we are. But thanks for joining us, those of you that are here. And of course, this will be a recorded and will be out there for others um, to watch as well. But Anyway, so the Apostle Paul here, you know, they're basically bowing down and worshiping these. Now, these Greeks had lots of false gods, right? Zeus and Hermes, and you can look them up. I've done a teaching on, on them before, but... Um, you know, but they were saying, look, the gods have come down in the likeness of men and they're wanting to worship these guys because of what they see happening, not really realizing that it's not them that's doing it. It was the spirit of the Lord, the power of the Lord working through them, right? And let's go on and read this some more here. It says, then the priest... Then the priest of Zeus, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gate, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes, right? So these people who were like into all of these false gods, you know, and, um, you know, if you read, I believe it's Acts chapter 17, there was a place called Areopagus where people where philosophers just went to talk about different things and they were, you know, they had a God for everything, you know, and Paul here is trying to preach the gospel and who the true God is. So, but here they are wanting to, to worship them. But when the apostles and Barnabas heard this, they tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude crying out. So they're like saying, come on, you can't be serious people. What are you doing? They're saying, men, why are you doing these things? He says, we also are men. Now, that's an important point to make there because often we see... Um, uh, I, <laughs> Isaac's saying, oh, that's a bummer. Did you turn it off and on again? Just kidding. But Well, you're just kidding, but I did. <laughs> I tried that. I was trying everything to, to uh, turn it off and on again to get the Facebook live stream to work. But anyway, yeah, that's funny. Uh, that's what, you know, um, tech people tell you, right? Uh, well, first of all, is it plugged in? <laughs> but anyway, um, but Paul says to them, we also are men. You know, today, many religions, and look, I'm not here to knock any religions, but I'm just saying, read the Bible in its context and see what it's like. But people put 
people like Paul and Peter, you know, in, you know, like they have halos over their head. You might see some pictures, you know, where they have halos over their head. But, you know, Peter said, you know, when, when Peter was in Acts chapter 10, Peter was uh, at the home of a man named Cornelius, an Italian man, where he shared the gospel with them. It was the first time that the gospel actually went to non-Jews was in Acts chapter 10. You can read about it. But they fell down and worshiped at his feet. And Peter said, get up. I mean, I'm just the man. So the, the Paul and Peter and Timothy and James and John and all of them are not people that we pray to. They're not people that we worship or anything like that. And Paul makes that clear here. Like, what are you doing? You don't come sacrifice to us. You don't come do this kind of thing. We also are men, he says, with the same nature as you. In other words, they, they, they didn't have no halos over their head, right? Any more than you or I do, right? And preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God. So they, they had all kinds of idols, you know, all kinds of statues and things like that that they worshiped. And he said, you need to turn from these things and you need to turn to the living God. There's a God who's alive. He's not a statue, you know, he's alive. He's a living God. It says, who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and all things that are in them. Who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. So there was all kinds of wickedness that has gone on and still goes on, right? Uh, even in our modern day times, right? And... um. You know, all kinds of wickedness was, was going on, but now God was providing a solution. He was providing an answer. He was providing a way out of, you know, sin and death. He was providing a way for us to be set free. And Paul says, in bygone generations, he allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Okay, he didn't, he didn't intervene in that. But you know, in that time, in bygone generations, but now through Jesus Christ, he has inter intervened. And that is the only way. Jesus is the only way. The Bible says that there's only one name given under heaven whereby men can be saved. It's only through Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's not through saints, St. Paul, St. Peter, St. James, St. John. It's not through them. It's not through the worship of any idols or any statues or any certain type of rituals or things you have to do. You have to come to faith in Jesus Christ. This is what the Bible teaches one way, okay? But he says, Paul goes on and he says, but nevertheless, speaking of God, he says, nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness, so in other words, he was letting people go and, and do their own thing and go in their own way, but he, left a, but he left a witness of himself. He said, and that he did good. He gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons. That's why I said the reason I thought of Acts chapter 14 tonight was when I went for a walk out in the rain earlier. That's what we do in Arizona, by the way. You know, I, I think I remember being a kid and people saying, don't you have enough sense to come in out the rain? Out here, we say, don't you have enough sense to come outside in the rain? Because we don't get much of it, okay? Uh, I know like Isaac up in Oregon, and I know some of you back east that watch or listen, you know, you get enough of it. 
We don't. We go outside in the rain. But we've had a good rainy season. But anyway, that's the, this is the scripture that came onto my mind when I was walking in the rain. Um, but he says, you know, that he did good. He gave us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons. We still have crops that can grow. The, wa- the, the earth gets watered. You know, he didn't totally cut us off. But, you know... Men, you know, Jesus said that men love darkness rather than light, and they didn't want to come to him as a result of that. People liked like their sin, and God gave them over. And if you read Romans chapter 1, it's the same thing. You know, we see all kinds of, you know, sin going on in the world today, and God just gives people over to that. It's your choice. God is not forcing himself upon anyone. He, you know, he gives you a choice to come to Jesus, to come to faith in Jesus. But the verse 17 ends there too, saying, filling our heart, filling our hearts with food and gladness. So when we get the rain and we can grow the food, we can enjoy the food, we can be happy with the food and things like that, it provides joy and gladness for us, man. Um, so, and with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to them. So, I mean, they were just bent on this. They were just bent on worshiping these guys. You know, they thought, oh, wow, they're speaking such great things. They're such great speakers. The gods have come down. Look, they healed a man who couldn't walk. He was lame from birth and all of that. But they were putting all the attention on the man and not on the God the Lord that the men were preaching. And that's important in our times as well, that we put, we fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. It begins with him, it will end with him. So everything about the Bible points to Jesus, points to him being the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Savior, right? So, then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Now, we don't know. Maybe he was dead, because there's another scripture where Paul talks about going to the third heaven, you know, going and seeing great things, and then getting a thorn in his side, you know, something that... that. Uh, a sickness, a problem, which most people believe was an eye problem that Paul had, but he w- he had this upon his life so that um, he wouldn't be boastful about what he knew and what he saw. So was it at this time? I don't really know, but they, they supposed he was dead here and they stoned him till they thought he was dead. But it says, however, when the disciples gather ar- gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day, he departed with Barnabas to Derby. So he just was on his way now, heading in, you know, um, a different place, going to a different place and preaching the gospel. And it says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So 
look, what people, what they went through back in that day to sacrifice just so that you and I today could know the truth, the truth that sets us free, that we could know Jesus and the gospel could still go on to be preached. They went through much tribulation and suffering. And today, again, you know, we living here in the United States of America, you know, we're not under great persecution as Christians, not up to this point. You know, if you just kind of look at the landscape of things, you know, things are changing. Things are, you know, politically maybe going in certain directions against Christianity and things like that. But I don't concern myself with that stuff because God is in control. He sits on the throne. He knows all. He sees all. And he's directing all. Um, There was a question here that, oh, it, it was another one of the emailed questions that I got that I had just highlighted today that said, are are not all religions just different approaches to God? Um, And I would say that probably, yeah, to a certain extent, all religions are different approaches to God. But the Bible teaches, and now a lot of people hate people like me saying stuff like I'm about to say. Um, They say I'm narrow-minded for saying that there's one way. Well, I preach the Bible and the Bible says that there's one way and that Jesus is that one way, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. So yeah, aren't multiple religions just different approaches to God? The question is, well, yeah, it is different approaches to God, but according to the Bible, there's one way. So, yeah, there's all kinds of religions. And many religions even have taken the scriptures and taking out certain scriptures and made their religion out of that scripture. You know, they've made their doctrines and they've made their traditions and things like that out of what's written in the Bible, but they don't take the whole counsel of the word of God. And they just kind of pick and choose and make certain things their foundation. Um, yeah, Isaac says, yeah, we have taken advantage of what has happened in the past and the inheritance we had been given. Uh, it's true. It's true. Unfortunately, you know, and that's why suffering is sometimes good for the spreading of the gospel, tribulations, trials, things coming along that um, stir you up put you in a position where your back's against the wall and you got to stand up for your faith, that can be a good thing. But yeah, we've had it pretty easy for many years now in terms of persecution against Christianity, especially in this nation. Like I say, China's a whole different story and other parts of the world, you know, are a whole different story when it comes to that. But, um, but yeah, Paul says here, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they had pointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So Paul and Barnabas here and the others that were with him were establishing people that were, you know, men that were able to teach, men that were able to preach and, and uh, you know, of good standing. They were elders and they were establishing them 
to start these churches, a place where Christians would come and gather. And that's what the church, the churches that they were establishing at that time were. They were places where Christians gathered, okay? Um, And after they had passed through Pisidia and they came to Pamphylia, now when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia. And from there, they sailed to Antioch where they had been commend it to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Now, when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them, and he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles, so they stayed a long time with the disciples. So this was quite an exciting time. And quite frankly, it's it's a great time for you and me if you're a Gentile, if you're a non-Jew and you've come to faith in Jesus Christ because that's what they were thrilled about at that time that, wow. I mean, it was hard for them at first. I mean, you look at the apostle Peter and it was hard for him at first to believe and accept that, wait a minute, you know, this is not just for the Jews. This is for the Gentiles as well. Salvation is going out to all the world. Is this really what the Holy Spirit was doing? But Peter quickly realized that it was. And uh, Paul and these guys are telling reports to the churches where they had established before as they went back and they're rejoicing and saying, man, this is great. Gentiles are even coming to faith in Jesus Christ. But look what Paul had to go through. And look, they had, he had to be stoned nearly to death or to death, who knows, right? But so, yeah, there's all, and kind of, I believe I, I don't know if I finished up with that question. I believe I did. Yeah, are we not, are not all religions just different approaches to God? Um, and then the, the, the second, another question on there is why do the Christian churches have so many denominations? Um, yeah, good question. Um, you know, the way, the way that starts is just, that's man-made. That's man-made stuff. One guy says, I don't like what we're doing here. I'm going to go down the street and I'm going to start the next church, but we're going to be called this and we're going to do it this way and we're going to have our own flavor and we're going to interpret it this way and all that. This is not what the Lord wanted. This is not what the Apostle Paul teach, taught, excuse me. He, you know, the Apostle Paul spoke against that and told them that told the Corinthians that they were acting like babes. You know, they were immature because they some were saying, "I am of Apollos, I am of Paul, I am of Cephas, who was Peter, I am of Jesus." You know, they were dividing up into all these different denominations. It's man-made. It's not right. It's not the way of God. It's not the way of the Word of God. Again, there's one church. There's one Lord. Jesus Christ is the head. So, yeah, that's... What's that? I said religion is man's attempt to get close to Right. My wife is saying that um, religion is man's attempt to get close to God. The other half of that would be that Jesus Christ was God's attempt to get close to man. And that's the difference. It's God reached out. That's why I call this ministry a love outreach. I believe that the greatest outreach of love at all was God reaching out so loving the world that he gave his only begotten son. We don't have to we don't have to establish our own way to God. We don't have to create our own religion and our own way. God provided the way. It's Jesus. So like she said, you know, um 
religion is man's attempt to get close to God, and Jesus Christ was God's attempt to get close to man. All we need to do is come to faith in Jesus and believe on him. So if nobody has any questions or prayer requests, and if you do, you know, please go ahead and put it through. I realize that there's a delay here when I speak. I don't know how long the delay is, but I think I mentioned it last time. It's, yeah, maybe 30-second delay, so I'll kind of wait it out here. But I'm going to go ahead and pray anyway, and, and while you're maybe typing in a prayer request, if you have one or some a question or something, I'm going to go ahead and pray just kind of to close out our little session here in the Word of God. Lord God, thank you for your goodness, Lord, that you do love the world, that you showed your love for the world by laying down your life. You became flesh and you dwelt among us and we beheld your glory. Mankind, that is, beheld your glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And Jesus, you are the truth. You are the way, you are the life. So Lord, we thank you that we can know you. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for what was written down and, and able to be preserved all these years. That's amazing that we can have these writings for all these years, that we can know who you are and that we can know your will for our lives, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for myself, Lord, and for those that are listening or, or watching this live and those that will come upon the audio version of this teaching or you know, this gathering here, whatever we want to call it, Lord. But anyway, I pray for all of us, Lord, that, that we would grow in the grace and in the knowledge of you, that we would grow in our understanding of you, because there's nothing more important than knowing you, knowing our creator, and knowing your will for our lives, Lord. So I pray for all the souls that will listen to this and, and those that never will, Lord. I pray that your word will just continue to go forth. It has not stopped as of yet. To this very day, the gospel continues to be preached, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. We pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Your will be done in our hearts and in our minds, Lord as you continue to do a work within us, Lord. As your word says, you, you were, it is God who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, Lord. You are doing of your good pleasure in our lives, Lord. So have your way in our hearts, Lord. We thank you for this time in your word, Lord. Thank you, Isaac. Isaac said, religion was a man's attempt to get closer to God, but Jesus was God's attempt to get closer to man. It was a great phrase that really made my day. Amen. So yeah, so if uh, no one has any other prayer requests or any questions, we will go ahead and cut it off here. We're getting close to the 40-minute mark. And um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, whichever the case may be. Please remember to share this with others um, that we can continue to spread the word. God's word will go forth whether I'm doing this or not. So I'm, I'm not real concerned about that. But, um, but yeah, if you want, you can be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and um, 
If you hit the little bell that's on YouTube, it'll give you notification every time I'm live, every time I post a teaching or something like that happens. But anyway, so we'll call tonight. God bless and Lord willing, we'll see you next Wednesday. We're in town next Wednesday, right? A couple Wednesdays from now, we won't be, but we believe we'll be here next Wednesday. So Lord, Lord willing, we'll see you then. But God bless.